In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> Our gospel lesson this morning is the parable of the sower. It's probably one of the most recognizable of all Jesus' parables. Most everyone has heard it. I can remember Sunday school lessons on this parable of Jesus from when I was a small child at St. Andrew's Church in Charlotte. As a matter of fact, you know how sometimes you encounter certain sights or sounds or smells or stories and they immediately transport you to another time? Well, that's one of the ways that this uh, parable affects me. I don't remember what grade I was in at the time, but I remember that my Sunday school teacher had us duplicate this parable to illustrate the story. She had some of us scatter our seeds on the floor in the hallway outside of our classroom to represent the seeds sown on the path. Others planted our seeds in paper cups containing a lot of small pebbles and just a little bit of dirt on top to represent the rocky soil. I don't remember what we used to represent the seeds sown among the thorns. And then, of course, some of us planted our seeds in cups filled with dark, rich soil. Just as in the parable, the outcome was somewhat predictable. The next Sunday, the seeds thrown on the path were gone. No, the birds didn't come and eat them, as in the parable. But the church sexton came along with his vacuum cleaner, and it had the same effect. <laughs> the seeds in the cups of rocky soil had sprouted, but they looked a little pale and were not very healthy looking. And the seeds sown in the rich, fertile soil fared much better. They had sprouted and looked bright green, vibrant, and healthy. The teacher explained the parable to us again, and we had a much better understanding of what Jesus was telling his disciples and what he's telling me and you. Jesus obviously placed great importance on this parable. He took the time to explain it thoroughly to his disciples. When I was a child, I listened to the reading of this parable and Jesus' exp explanation of it. And I knew that he meant that some people were like the seeds on the path. Some were like the seeds in the rocky soil. And some were like the seeds sown in the, in the thorns. And then some were like the seeds thrown in the rich soil where they could prosper and grow. I even identified in my mind what kind of people each of these examples represented. Some of the people in my mind even had faces and names. I had witnessed how these people had acted, and I formed my perception of the depth of their faith. As I've grown older, I've realized that my perceptions are only that, my perceptions. I don't ever really have much insight into what's going on in any other person's spiritual life. 
But I'll have to say the greatest revelation as I've aged has been the realization that this parable is not about lots of other people. It's about me. There are times in my life when I don't truly listen to and understand God's love for me. And I allow the evil one to come in and snatch what has been sown in my heart. When I succumb to pettiness, when I do or say things that I know are not what God would have me do, I allow my relationship with God to be as shallow as the seeds sown on the path or in the hallway of the church of my childhood. More often than I care to admit, my relationship with Jesus Christ does not have the depth that it should have. I hear and speak of the love of Christ, but the roots can't penetrate the rocks below the surface. When I don't immerse myself in God's word on a regular basis, when I don't set aside a daily time for personal prayer and devotion, the soil in which I am planted will not sustain life, and I begin to shrivel. I no longer have the depth to carry on in faith when the rocky times of my life surround me. When I look honestly at myself, I also see ways that I allow the things of this world to dictate my thoughts and my actions. I recognize that I often become so ensnared by the thorns and thickets of my own desires or my own problems that even though I may begin to grow, I allow the weeds and the thorns to choke me and I don't produce the wealth of fruit for his kingdom that God desires for me. All of us, every single one of us, represent at different times the seed scattered on the rocky path, the seed in the rocky, in the soil, rocky soil, and the seed in the thorns and the thicket. But my friends, Jesus wants much more for us than that. Jesus wants us to allow our roots to grow and to sink deeply into the richness of his love. He requires that we read and study his holy word to add depth and strength to our relationship with him. His desire is that we come to him daily in prayer and we allow the richness to nourish and sustain us. God intends for us to seek support in the community of other people of faith, to help support us when the thorns and the tendrils of life threaten to drag us down so that we're only interested in our own survival. Jesus calls us to reach out to others with the fullness of his love so that they may also thrive in the rich earth that allows them to bear fruit beyond their ability to comprehend. Now, all of that that I've said to you this morning can be an, an accurate portrayal of what should be understood about the parable of the sower. However, as I spent time with this parable this week, a few other things began to occur to me. 
What kind of farmer scatters seed so broadly and so seemingly haphazardly? Could it be that it's a farmer that realizes that situations change? A hard rain may cause fertile soil to be deposited where none had been before. Maybe the sower is not spreading seed haphazardly, but extravagantly. Many years ago, when I was in the Diocese of Upper South Carolina, I participated in a Kairos weekend in a maximum security prison. And it was a life-changing experience for me. The word kairos is a Greek word that means God's time, as opposed to chronos, or chronological time. And that weekend taught me a lot about how things happen in God's time. Kairos weekend is a, a weekend where we went on a Thursday and we stayed until Sunday uh, we slept outside the prison, but we spent all day, each of those days, inside the prison with, with the, the uh, inmates. We were, when we got to the prison, they had two hallways that, that joined each other, and we were lined up in the right sequence so that we would be with the person that we were to sponsor for the weekend. Everyone sponsored someone. And as we went in, we were singing praise songs, and the two lines began to merge. And I realized that I was to sponsor the youngest inmate in the maximum security prison. He was the same age as my son was at the time. And that's when the tears began to flow. As a matter of fact, uh, they all teased me a bit because they said they weren't gonna give me a box of Kleenex anymore. They would give me a chamois so they could wring it out and I could start over. But it was a time where all we were to do was to show people that they were the beloved of Christ. We sang songs, we told stories, we shared our faith. One of the things that you do on a Kairos weekend is you want people to express, uh, we want people to have things that they don't ordinarily have. And so uh, we had a, literally a trailer load of fresh baked cookies that people from all over the diocese had baked. And, and every day, the people that elected to participate in this program, there's only a handful, maybe 30 some, that had elected to participate, um, they all got fresh cookies. But also every day, we would go with a guard to every single cell in that prison. And we'd simply hand them a bag of cookies and we'd tell them, Jesus loves you. And so do I. And then we'd leave. Over that weekend, we threw out seeds extravagantly. We threw them everywhere. I would imagine some of them got swept up, vacuumed up. But some of them, some of them took root. At the end of that weekend, they had a, an open mic where anybody could come up and say what was on their heart. And there was one gentleman who had been there quite a long time, came up to the microphone and he said, before this weekend, 
I never knew love and I never knew God. And now I know both. It was powerful. It was a powerful, powerful weekend. My friends, God planted us in the rich soil of his love. He planted us for his purposes. When we delight in our relationship with him through Jesus Christ, we are empowered to reach and stretch to spread the, the seeds of God's love lavishly, to grow and to bring others into his love. We bear fruit. We accomplish that which he purposes for our lives. When we are so jubilant with our love for God that others begin to notice and they're drawn to find what they witness in us. Jesus says to us, other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. Let anyone with ears listen. May we spread the seeds of God's love so lavishly, so extravagantly, and so abundantly that all may have the opportunity to know the love of God in Christ. Amen.